Hey, welcome to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. I am your host, David Uvita. And in this podcast, we'll share practical life hacks designed to shape your best life, love, health, and business. Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs starts right now. Hey, welcome back to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. I'm your host, David Ubita. Our guest today is fresh off of her sold-out TEDx talk at DePaul University here in Chicago. She is the world's most sought-after multicultural consultant. Her name is Dr. Laura Biaggi, otherwise known as Dr. B, and we'll dive into her story when we return. Welcome back to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. My name is David Yubita, and with me today on the podcast is uh, fresh off of her sold-out TEDx talk at DePaul University. She is the world's most sought-after multicultural consultant, Dr. B. Laura Biaggi. Are you on the line? I am on the line. Can you hear me, David? I can hear you. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so excited to be on the show with you. I am super stoked. And <laughs> let's go ahead and just dive into the fact that you just came off of speaking at a sold out TEDx event at DePaul University. And it was your first time sold yes. out, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Soon to be released globally uh, online. <laughs> How are you feeling? Uh, describe to us uh, what that experience was like. Well, the experience was a dream come true. It made me aware that perhaps everything I had done until that moment was done in preparation to be on that stage. It really felt um, a privilege in a very humble way. And it felt like an amazing gift. Um, to be able to be on a platform, on a stage um, that has been shared by so many wonderful thinkers and, you know, inventors and humane beings felt such a, a privilege in that sense, you know, and it really, um, um, it was humbling, but in an empowering way. So um, it was exciting. I felt like a, a four-year-old girl running around on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. I did. <laughs> That's powerful. I was one of the fortunate few to get a ticket uh, for the event. And I tell you what, I was blown away by your presentation. I mean, you came out, first of all, wearing a mask and uh, no one else did that. So that stood <laughs> out. And I'd love to hear, I, I, I want the audience to hear about some of the symbolism or the messaging behind even doing that, because that took a lot of courage. Mm. Um, I love the fact that just, you're just so comfortable in your skin, and you tell it like it is. You pulled all punches, and 
you know, I mean, although your delivery is always, you know, very polished and, and, and loving, but you, you are really committed to helping people go to that next level, aren't you? Well, thank you for saying that. That's, that's uh, also very humbling. I, you know, I, I've always um, managed the interrelation and the dance between feeling very raw emotions and very raw drives and also learning how to polish them, not to scare people. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. And, and of course, we all need to do this in, you know, society and it's important to know how to do it. But particularly um, as a little girl, you know, I was told you're too wild, you're too crazy, or do this, you know, and, and uh, from loving parents, nevertheless. Um, so, so it's always been a kind of a, of a mission for me to, to sublimate, if you will, or um, translate very raw, powerful emotions into a polished uh, message. Mm. So, um, I was never able to go either one way or the other, like being raw and chaotic or being only polished. You know, I've always felt like I've, I've, my role was to, to translate the two or to facilitate the interplay of the two. So when I was thinking about a TED talk, I was wondering, you know, should I come in as a performer and as a theater of um, theater professor? Or should I come in as a lecturer and a speaker? Or should, you know, like which hat am I supposed to wear? Mm. And, um, and so I did also some research on the TED uh, website. And there are not a lot of hybrid performances. And, you know, there are not a, a lot of hybrid forms of presentation. And so I felt inspired to give it a try. And the team, the TEDx team at DePaul was so encouraging. I wouldn't have done it without them. They were just encouraging and um, really um, trusted me in my process. And they allowed me to, to come in with wearing a dragon mask to talk about these powerful, deep drives that are scary, like a dragon in the folktale. Mm. And instead of being afraid of them and casting them away, um, going deep into these parts of our psyche that are scary because they are so powerful. And, um, and bringing them to the surface and have fun with them, even actually bring them out in a, in a form that is light and playful rather than scary. So that's what I was uh, hoping to do there. Wow, powerful. I remember there's a part, uh, without giving too much on the, uh, uh, of the talk, because people really need to dive into that uh, that presentation and i'm not i'm not just saying that because you're on the podcast i'm saying that because i literally found myself you know engaged in the presentation listening and, and learning and there is there is a particular piece that you did especially towards the end of your of your talk with again without giving away too much mm -hmm. that spoke to me and resonated with me still today and this is you know several weeks after the after the talk, uh, I, where do you get your ideas from hmm. when you're communicating um, these types of um, messages to, to your audience? Is, is this innate? Is it something that you do research on? Is it, you know, something that you've gone through? Yes, it's a blend of everything. It's a blend of everything. You know, I, as an artist, I feel that life is the ultimate piece of art. 
like how you live your life is your biggest work of art. It's your masterpiece, right? Because you do actually have the capacity to, to shape your life, to, to arrange it, rearrange it, change it, etc. Now, for many years, I was under the impression that, that I was an individual, that it was my responsibility to make things work and, you know, get that degree, train with that artist. And then I kind of came to a point where I um, had a, a breakdown. I had a, a, a nervous breakdown because I couldn't uh, figure it all out by myself. I was willing everything. I was willing everything. I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And I it became too exhausting. And so I had to break down and, you know, you and I did some work together, which was really helpful. Um, so thank you also for being one of the many people who have supported me in this process. But I, I came to um, a place where I had to let go. I had to let go of will. I had to let go of struggle. I had to let go of research. I had to let go of this and that and simply receive information. Mm. And um, that brought me on to a spiritual journey that... Um, I'm on now. And in the spiritual journey, I make myself available for information to come to me in the form of intuition. And then I take that intuition and I do the actual work of studying, practicing, rehearsing, sharing ideas, failing, getting up again. So that's the work that I do. But the heart of the teaching, the heart of the message is not mine. The heart of the message when I'm lucky and blessed it's something that I actually channel through intuition, or you can say God or the goddess, whomever, you know, um, many different names for one big principle, which is something bigger than us and more generous and loving. So um, that's what I do. And then and the, the dragon in that particular uh, presentation came to me in a dream. I had the dream, uh, I had a dream in which a dragon came to rescue me. Mm. Um, and so that's how I got that, that um, information. And the, the Breathe, Belong, Believe, which is part of the title of the talk, that's an accumulation of experiences I had over the years. So it's always a blend of everything for me. Let's talk about that real quickly, because I know that um, with, the, with this talk, it's also uh, in tandem or really in alignment with the book that's coming out. And the problem that you essentially solve for folks, um, thus the reason why people come to see you and, and hire you uh, within their organizations, so on and so forth. So breathe, belong, believe. Tell our audience about what that means, what our audience can expect uh, when engaging in the book. Because I know, I know the talk talked about it briefly, but the book is going to go more in depth uh, into the subject matter. But what's one takeaway that uh, you want your readers to, to, to walk away with once they've read the new book? Yes. Um, the problem that I solve for myself, uh, and therefore I feel uh, comfortable sharing you know, the solution with others, is that um, loneliness in this country, in the United States, but actually around the world is becoming an epidemic. Um, and it does not affect 
only a particular type of people or people of a ethnic background or a class or a region of, uh, you know, in the world. It affects people across the board. Um, and it's this loneliness uh, epidemic. And I suffered from it immensely, immensely. And I got sick out of it. I really, I, I, I got sick. And I couldn't figure it out. I, it was associated with a sense of shame and guilt because I am an educated woman. I'm healthy. You know, I have all of the standards of a lucky, blessed person. And yet I was very lonely and I didn't know who to talk about it uh, with, you know. So, so I really, um, I, had to, I had to figure it out for myself. And that's how the whole process started. And I read a quote by the Vietnamese Buddhist monk Thich Nhat Hanh, who said, breath is where we belong, breath is home. And as a yoga teacher, I knew that. Um, so I started um, investigating that idea, right? As I, oh, okay, so I belong with the breath, I'm not alone, I'm breathing, okay. But then the next step is how do I connect with others? Because people who are lonely, may be very comfortable being alone, <laughs> but that doesn't make them less lonely. Correct. And so I started investigating the idea of belonging, of belonging. Uh, and I did that with my students. And then from belonging, I moved on to believing. Because these are like different levels of awareness, like the breath is in the body. Belonging is more of an emotional bond. And believing is our psyche, is our mind, is our intellect. And all of them are interconnected. And that's what, you know, my work is about. That's what the book is about also, is that everything is interconnected. But if one of the three isn't in place, the other two also start to be alterated. So if I don't believe in myself and I don't feel like I belong, my breath is going to suffer. I'm not going to have this deep, long, comfortable breaths. Most likely when I panic that I don't belong, I will hold my breath or my breath will be shallow. By the same token, if I don't breathe properly, I will not connect with others. And I won't belong with others if I truly don't belong with my own breath. So, all of, so, so it's almost like, a, you know, like a, a fractal type of an analysis where as, you, know, you go into breath and you find believe and belong in there. You go into believe and you look at how the breath is part of that and and all of that so it's um it's kind of um yeah uh, a process uh that is all interconnected like that so a takeaway is um you know how do you breathe just start from the basic how do you breathe and remember that to breathe is the same root of inspiration so in order for you to feel inspired and supported and guided and not alone, you want to start with the breath. You really, and that's free. You have it. You do it 26,000 times per day. So why don't you do it consciously and use it? It was given to us as a tool. It was given to us as a gift, the breath. So that's, that's a big takeaway that just to start, because I could go on forever. But <laughs> that that <laughs> is know, so let's amazing. Take a breath. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is so amazing. And, and I tell you, as I'm listening to you describe this, I, I think of a newborn and, you know, as a parent, yeah. being there present on the very first breath that, you know, 
my children have taken uh-huh. and something that we have done subconsciously since the moment we, you know, live since most since the moment we're declared, you know, technically alive because of the breath, we take it. I, I have taken it for granted, but realize that when I'm anxious, what happens to my breathing pattern? Right. When relaxed, what happens to my breathing patterns? So it's so fascinating. Yeah. I, I can't wait to read the book simply because. Thank you. Just this, just in this dialogue, the epiphany, you know, the clarity that I received, um, and understanding the power of breath. Uh, wow. <laughs> I, you, you've literally blown my mind. I'm like, wow. Yay, that's, great. That's pretty good. <laughs> no wonder you're so sought after. Okay. All right. Uh, so on that note, um, man, that is so, so good. So uh, you, you've, in, in your work, a, a couple more questions. In your work, uh, what, is, what have you found to be the most satisfying thing for you uh, personally as you have... Uh, have these opportunities come your way and, and as your audience continues to grow, your reach continues to grow, what has been, you know, what's the most satisfying thing for you? Oh, so because of the, the hardest struggle I had to deal with uh, over and over again in different contexts um, was isolation, a feeling of isolation and alienation and loneliness then the, the largest and biggest and most expansive sense of gratitude and joy come to me when I feel connected. Mm. And, you know, humans, we do. We have a mammalian brain that, you know, um, that needs to uh, connect with others. That's how we thrive. Really, it's the basic of thriving is connecting. So, so that's true for everybody. And for me, when I, when I feel that one of my students or one of my clients or my friend or my niece or my parents, you know, if someone is looking at me and feels inspired, you know, either by something I do or something I say, that's the greatest gift. I, I like to use that, that word a lot, but it's the greatest gift because it means that I'm able to, to make another person feel how I feel which is this sense of connection and not having the connection for years. I know how it feels not to feel it. It's the most, it's the scariest heartbreaking sense of um, desolation that one can have. It really, it just, it's, it's horrible. And so you know, if, if the opposite can happen in my presence, and it's not about me, it's about, the, it's about the message. But if I am a vehicle for that to be shared, that's it. So if I see a glimpse of happiness in my students' eyes or I crack a joke and somebody feels inspired or they take a deep breath or they cry and then they start to smile or they feel comfortable even crying with me, you know. As soon as we can share this, this breathing and let the energy flow and and allow intuition to bring new solutions to us, then that's it. That's it. That, that I'm happy then. That's it. Powerful, powerful. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's so true. Yeah. Um, 
one more question um, as we wrap up this conversation, and I, and I want to thank you because I know that you've got a busy schedule and, hmm. and uh, you've taken some time out just to hang out. I think I'm honored. Um, you blew my mind. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, um, so one, one of, one of the, well, the intention behind this podcast really is to share with our listeners uh, a shortcut uh, or a life hack. Okay. that can help them move forward. And so one of the things that came to me as we've been having this dialogue is I'm pretty sure, and you're speaking to someone who's experienced this you know, many times, but I'm pretty sure there is an audience member listening, a podcast listener listening to this episode that may be going through some real challenging situations in their life right now. And maybe their anxiety level is through the roof. Maybe they're not eating well. Maybe their relationships are falling apart. Maybe their business is falling apart. Maybe they've hit a ceiling and they just don't know what to do next. And, you know, we've all been there. Uh, in your experience, as you've been able to um, work through some things yourself, what would be just one life hack, one shortcut that, you could offer us today to help this one individual listening who may be totally lost right now, just totally mm. overwhelmed, kind of get past that little, get past this, this season. Mm. Yes. So um, it's okay to be breaking down. It's okay to fail. So that's the first step. Mm -hmm. It's okay. You're fine. You're fine. And you're not alone in your failure. You're not alone. We all fail. It's fine. And the next thing is get yourself a piece of paper and a pen and take a deep breath. Whenever you can take a breath, take a deep breath and then jot down a prompt that sounds something like this. You are not alone. I am here to tell you this. And then just free write and see what comes. Mm. You don't have to be religious. You don't have to be spiritual. You can be an agnostic. However, even as a quantum physicist, you know that there's a matrix that is bigger than you and your small self. So tap into that. Don't let your limited you know, ego self tell you that you're alone, that you didn't make it, that everything sucks. And, Listen to that. That's okay. That's okay. That's part of the process. But have a piece of pen or record it on your phone and allow this flow that is bigger than you to instruct you on your next step. It's not up to you to figure it out alone. You're not alone. That's, that's, that's what I do. I do it every morning. If wow. I didn't do that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be on this podcast. I wouldn't. Wow. Yeah. That is so powerful. That is so powerful. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Dr. B, in the <laughs> house. Oh, thank you so much. Um, I'm, I'm literally going to grab that sheet of paper and do that exercise. Yeah, do it. It's amazing. Like, my whole book is coming out. My whole book is coming out of that. My whole book is coming out of that. I mean it. That's so awesome. I, yeah. I cannot wait. So where can people get a hold of you? Um, I know that we're going to be putting your your website and social media stuff um, on, on the promo, but uh, where do you normally hang out? Like what's your IG handle and, and where can people start plugging into what you're doing? So um, I am on social media, uh, on Facebook, um, Dr. Laura Biagi, and then on Instagram is Biagi Laura. 
And yes, you can tap onto the information for this podcast to know the spelling of that. Yeah, yeah. And by the end of May, we are in May 2018 right now. So at the end of this month, uh, you and I actually will be launching my new website, which is www.drlaurabiagi.com. So yeah. there you can book a time to chat with me um, and look at my videos and, and all. So yeah, um, social media right away or the website in a couple of weeks. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap up this interview by saying, guys, those of you who are listening to this podcast, if you learn something in this brief conversation <laughs> of uh, going now on like 20 minutes, which has flown by, I can't believe it's 20 minutes. Um, imagine what it would be like to actually work with Dr. Biagi as, you know, to help you get through some of the challenges that you're facing uh, in your yeah. business, et cetera. So on that note, uh, make sure to to uh, plug in to your social media uh, outlets and and um, tell your friends about this episode. So, Dr. Biagi, thank you once again for thank hanging you. out. And um, we'll see you guys on the next segment. Thanks thank again, you, Dr. David. Biagi. Take thank care. you. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Welcome back to the final segment of the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. What a great interview with Dr. B. And uh, what I love, too, is that she even shared with us a specific exercise to actually change our state, our emotional state, our, our mental state. So if you're feeling anxious for whatever reason, if you're going through some stuff, if you're you know, hitting a wall, if you're hitting a ceiling, if you feel like things aren't just going in the right direction, don't believe that hype. Don't believe it. What you want to do is instead of ignoring the emotions uh, of dis disappointment or frustration that you might be going through, as Dr. B mentioned, take out that sheet of paper and start writing these positive affirmations to help you get through uh, whatever situation you may be facing. Think about it from this perspective. Every situation we faced, we are viewing from a, from a set of lenses, right? Now, I am a huge fan of sunglasses. And uh, matter of fact, depending on uh, where I am, I have a set of sunglasses for the beach. And I have a set of sunglasses for, uh, for the snow. I have a set of sunglasses for the city. Yeah, that's me. So the reason why I have those different sets of sunglasses are because... It allows me to enjoy and handle the environment that much better, to see the environment and appreciate it that much better. So whatever situation you're facing right now, you've got to ask yourself, well, how am I looking at this particular situation? What lenses is, am I looking through this through? And I, I, I tell you what, if you are looking through the wrong lenses in a specific situation, you're going to feel frustrated. You're going to feel uh, disappointed, you're going to feel incapable, you're going to feel powerless, and that's not true. So uh, to reiterate the exercise that Dr. B mentioned, when you jot down these affirmations, you're putting on the right lenses. You're, you're, you're reminding yourself of who you are and the fact that you can get through this, that you've been through worse, and that you can get through this. And another piece to this puzzle, to this exercise is, you know, write down uh, on the opposite side of this sheet of paper, 
Jot down who your circle is, who you can go to, and reach out to them. Friends, family, well, I have no one. Well, then call an 800 number or watch television or go online and, and get some help. If Listen, information changes things. Perspective changes things. Your outlook uh, on life changes things. Do not allow yourself to get sucked in and drowned into the emotion of the situation. You've got to shake that shit off and keep it moving. All right, guys, I will get off of my soapbox right now, but I love you, you know, and I don't want you to stay stuck where you're at. There's no excuse. You don't have to stay stuck. You can keep moving, keep pushing, keep growing and and see the results in your life that you want. So if you find yourself stuck for whatever reason, um, you know, visit us at davidubita.com and schedule a free call with us. I mean, take action. Do something. Don't allow that situation to beat you down any further. You've been listening to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast with your host, nationally featured author, speaker, and online marketing coach, David Ubita. To be considered as a guest for future episodes, email our team at podcast at davidubita.com, U-B-E-D-A. Please leave us a positive review and share this episode with someone else. This would also inspire. Until next time, continue to grind, grow, and give.